your bad self with your bad self Eddie <laughs> Kane Jr. Why you you almost had it you almost had it you're right there I got nothing but love for you baby you're right there on key I know you ain't talking today right, look at me I'm all out of dress code and everything look coming in all late starting this show late oh man it would be lucky to get this one off and running fine yeah yeah this show ain't gonna work well yeah, you know on the green. COVID's rolling over in his grave. <laughs> it's like, oh my gosh. Oh, man. Hey, welcome to another live show. The OG Strike Zone. Let me make sure I got the right. Do I have the right things running on the show? Uh, yeah, okay. Uh, the OG Strike Zone. I'm Brian Fulford, Kelvin Rozier. We're going to try to put this a two-piece. You know, we're going to try to put this thing together. Um want to thank everyone for jumping in and joining us in the uh in the, in the usual places uh YouTube, Facebook, uh those of you who might be watching us on Twitter, uh we appreciate you. Uh make sure you please follow the uh feeds if you're not familiar with the YouTube channel Jericho Broadcast Networks is a part uh, actually is the parent 
of the Black College Sports Network, which we are a part of. So this YouTube channel that you're watching, just go ahead and hit the thumbs up button, hit the bell. So that way, any of the shows that appear on this uh, Jericho Broadcast Network's YouTube that you do get. And of course, make sure you're following the ONG Strike Zone on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at ONG Strike Zone. And uh, we'll give other plugs later. So how you doing, Kelvin? Uh, you're looking, looking sharp. I like that. That's a new hat I haven't seen before. Man, I got probably, uh, I don't know, seven or eight FAMU hats. Just FAMU. So every kind. So, so yeah, I, I bring them in every now and then. I, I get tired of the ball caps. It, it's got but I'm a, doing well, Brian. It, it's got a where is Carmen San Diego kind of feel to it, you know? That, uh, yeah, it's, it's good for it, it. It's very good for this time of year. It's, it's quick, dry. Um you know, it's it's ninety degrees at one time, then it's raining at two or three every every day. So, so it's good for that. And um, I I I can think of uh, our old our, our our softball legend for this. She she uh made sure I was taken care of. Coach uh, Coach Wiggins, you're referring yes. to? Yes. Okay. Okay. Ah, interesting. You brought her up. As we will we'll talk about her. Um and uh uh naming rights is something that's kind of come up. Uh, we got a lot to talk about. So even though, you know, the seasons have come to an end, we have not, this isn't going to be the show where we recap 22-23. That's next week. So I'm telling you, Kelvin, I'm telling uh, all of you guys watching us, next week is the 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 22-23 wrap-up show. We're going to, maybe we give out some awards. Maybe we talk about, this is what I want you guys to do in the chats. Give us some ideas of some like categories, not just like, Hey, best athlete in a, in a pressure situation. Although that's pretty good. Um, You know, just give us some ideas on some categories and we can maybe nominate. So if you're thinking of things, you know, obviously best team performance, most clutch, student athlete most clutch female most clutch male i don't know we we're we're spitballing ideas so if you have an idea on something send it to ong strike zone at gmail.com that's ong strike zone at gmail.com give us some some categories for our uh we'll call them the ong awards the ong awards for 22 23 and uh i don't know maybe that's something we can we we can find a way to do on a more consistent basis as, as uh, Kelvin had to kind of step away and, and deal with some things. So while he's doing that, I'm going to give a few shout outs to some, some folks as I see him in there. Uh, hello to uh, Kenneth family. How you doing? Um, let's see. Also who's in there. Bull step, bull step there waiting for game three. Yeah. Game three tonight. Uh, heat. And, uh, Nuggets, and as I bring Kelvin back in, Kelvin, you got a you got a quick thought on Game Three? Heat Nuggets, who you got? Uh, you're on. Hold on, let me take you off mute here. You got to unmute your mic, Kelvin. Unmute your mic. There you go. I got you now. Yeah, I'm, I'm going with what I know. Um, Miami is one of those tricky teams, man. At some point, you got to start believing them. They just know how to win, right? But, right. but, but having said that, 
I'm going uh, oh. Nuggets. <laughs> oh, see, you hit me. <laughs> you hit me with the okay. Ah, man, it sounds like uh, it sounds like my good friend uh, our our CEO Roy Evans is uh, he, you know, he he can't even concentrate on this particular season as a Heat fan. He's he's so busy worried about the future, you know. So I'm just like, man, you need to appreciate this year, you know. Yeah. Uh, you know, enjoy this year. Shout out to uh, AD who jumped in. Shout out to uh, Demetra Alford who jumped in. Uh, there he is, the, the boss himself. Yes, we can see your comments. So I'm, I'm sure you're going to have some some words for us after what I just said. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> shout out to uh, Chuck Hunt joining from Monroe, Louisiana. Good to see you, Chuck. Kenya, how you doing, Kenya? Good to see you. Good to see you, fam. Melissa Wilson also. Uh-huh. Uh-huh, jumping in there, and another shout-out to B. Starks. Yeah, and of course, you know, we know where we know where uh, Roy is. He, he's already talking about some stuff happening and some conversation about the future. He can't hey, even hey, Roy. Right hey, does Roy have on white, all white? He dressed he white out today, too? He, probably, probably. <laughs> he's probably dressed in all white, knowing him. Uh, so today, on today's show, we're going to talk with uh, Gerald Thomas III, G. T3 from the Tallahassee Democrat uh, at about the 8.30, bottom of the hour. Gerald always putting out some great content regarding Florida A&M. And we're, he, he yeah. look, Gerald's everywhere, everywhere, yeah. man. He, he covers, I I mean, look, I, I appreciate what other people have done covering FAMU, but it just feels like Gerald is, is everywhere and he's cranking out stories every day. And like today he dropped the story that he must have had in his back pocket. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so we, yeah, we're going to yeah. talk. I was like, where'd that come from? So I can't wait to talk to Gerald at eight 30 because we got a, we got like five different things we could talk to Gerald about. Um, and then at the top of hour two, we got some FAMU baseball players and we might get close to calling these guys. Dare I say legends or adding them to the FAMU baseball legend status we got the home run king himself sebastian greco and every day moray zach moray uh the uh swat baseball tournament mvp they will be joining us both at the nine o'clock hour so national you know, champions national black college champions let's let's start it let's start it right there yes indeed <laughs> yes indeed um uh, as we say hello to mary 305 in there yes uh florida a&m was named the Black College Nines, large school national champions. Um, so for those of you who are, who are not familiar with uh, uh, Black College Nines, Black College Nines is a blackcollegenines.com, covers HBCU baseball. And when I talk about that is their sport and they love I mean, they I mean, they they give you so much intel. You talk about a lot of people or a lot of a lot of sites that may focus on sports in general. Black College Nines, HBCU baseball is their thing. And they do a great, great job. They know the coaches. They know the players. Um, they know the matchups. Um, so they they have an annual uh, poll. Uh, I, I can say I am a voter in that poll and they cover not just the. Small school, which would be the Division II NAIA, but they cover the Division One, and so they call large school the Division One level, small school D two NAIA. And so after 
the final rankings after the SWAC tournament. Um, they had their final final poll, and the final poll uh, was released, and Florida A&M earned the most votes in their top 10 poll, followed up by Bethune-Cookman, Alabama State, Grambling State, Jackson State, Texas Southern, Southern, North Carolina A&T, Prairie View, and Coppin. So um, essentially the, the top uh, eight of the top 10 were all SWAC schools. And, and just in case you didn't know, you know, the SWAC is the only conference that has a full uh, baseball conference. Uh, the former MEAC schools are now playing in the NEC, the Northeastern Conference. Um, North Carolina A&T. And it's only, and it's only what, two or three? It's only two of those, right? Uh, in the MEAC. I thought there was I thought there were three because I you got you got Coppin, Maryland mm-hmm. Eastern Shore, right. Norfolk. That's the three. That's I mean, yeah, That's that might it. be it because North Carolina Central's program is no longer. Um, so and and you know, so yeah, it, it's a it's a and and again, this is a site that's been around for years. So I would encourage you to go check out blackcollegenines.com. Uh, but it's a legit national channel. You know, we talk about not only being well, swag channels. Well, well let, let's go ahead and talk about it real quick. Uh, go ahead. Let's talk about it. Well, when I looked at the poll, um, you know, Alabama State sitting there at three. They got an argument now. They had the best regular season. They had 41 wins. Um, so so I, I can understand the argument if they were number two. I'm not gonna argue with number one, <laughs> but well, yeah, it, it, I, obviously they based it on postseason. But however, I bought it work. Uh, I will say that, uh, and Coach Coach, you talked about it. Our team had by far the toughest out of conference schedule um, in its way for sure. So, well, yeah, it's funny you it's funny you you bring that up because I will give uh, full disclosure here. Um, the Black College Sports Network also does a ranking uh, with baseball. It's a computer-generated ranking. Uh, so the numbers say who's kind of top five, so on and so forth. Um, Alabama State has been the number one team in the top five rankings for most of the season. Uh, they were heading into the SWAC tournament. And their margin based on the numbers and their record, they were the Black College or BCSN national champions. Again, computer-generated rankings with the record of, I think, what was it, like 41 wins and 14, 15 losses. Mm-hmm. Uh, FAMU, FAMU was like just over 500. Um, so uh, FAMU finished two in in that particular uh, ranking. But, I'm, you know, full disclosure here because we are part of – Black College Sports Network, and uh, I just want to make that distinction. You know, when you guys see rankings versus polls, polls are voters, people like myself, Kelvin, other people who see what they see, and then they vote based on what they see. The BCSN has done all computer-generated rankings from day one, so there's no there's no user in involvement. Um, you know, and and so even what the, remember the 2019. Uh, national championships that were awarded to football. Very controversial mm-hmm. for some people. That, too, was based on computer rankings. FAMU had the best computer-generated results 
Uh, even though uh, who won the who won the Heritage or not Heritage Bowl? Who won the celebration that year? Uh, like wasn't that A and T or something? A and T. Yeah. So even though A and T won that, we remember we beat A and T. We beat them head to head too. Right. We beat them head to head. We should have been the MIAC champions, but right. we we AMU self imposed, not the NCAA. We self imposed. So we could have played if the administration didn't you know, choose to go that route. We could have played in, but they chose to put the sword down, so to speak, and 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 take the hit that year. And so, but the numbers dictated that Florida AM was the best football team that year. And and, and we celebrated that. We recognized that. Coach Simmons, sure even in that in that in that show, uh uh um what what was the what was the show uh that we just did uh on ESPN? Um, I can't even oh, think of the uh, name. Why not us? Why not us? I mean, he yeah. even he said it. I mean, that was a great clip. You know, the Black College Sports Network recognized us as national champs. I mean, that was huge. That was huge. So it just look. So we we celebrate wins. I mean, you know, we've got uh, five conference champions and a national champion. So I saw somebody post. Uh, let's see. Uh, yeah, I saw this note here. J-Mac says the FAMU championship teams were honored on the house floor today. Yeah. So, Hey, that's, that's awesome. That is awesome. Good stuff. Um, all right. So let's talk about, since we're talking about our national championship baseball team, let's talk about the performance, um, Kelvin, that we saw from the Rattlers in the Gainesville regional. Um, I had a chance to see us against Florida on day one. Uh, a game that we lost three to nothing, but simply amazing, amazing effort uh, from the Rattlers. And uh, uh, we gave up two in the beginning, first inning, and then really held them scoreless while they were holding us scoreless. Um, and then it came down to an exciting ninth inning where we had a couple opportunities, didn't work out for us. And then the next game, we came and played UConn. Uh, a, a, a game in which we had four solo home runs, uh, had had a lead two different times, had a tie ball game going into the sixth and the final frames. Uh, what, what's your takeaway from our regional performance? Extremely proud. Um, the team, they perform above expectations. I, I, I'm sure they'll say they, both, they, they perform to their capabilities, and I, I agree with that. Um, the pitching was very solid. The hitting picked up from the ninth inning of the Florida game all the way through Connecticut. Uh, we just couldn't get enough uh, runners on base uh, when we were hitting those home runs and so forth. But um, we played a number two and a number 10 team in the nation. Uh, it's widely considered that that region was the second toughest in the whole field. So we represented ourselves well. And if you watch the game, listen to the uh, the play-by-play teams and announcements and so forth, everybody – I actually watched the post-game uh, clips from both Florida coaches and players as well as Connecticut. And everybody talk, – all they talked about was the growth of the FAMU baseball program and, and the trajectory that Jamie has it on. and and how, how competitive that they were. So, you know, a lot of people think about, you know, the ninth inning with the Florida game, the, the, the two uh, where we got two runners thrown out at plate, being a little aggressive. 
and um, just not, you know, misses, miss, uh, miss Q here and there. You know what I think about, though, when I, I see this team and I saw what they accomplished? Man, if we really fix up their facilities and so they, they, they don't have to do the fields and they can spend more time practicing on, on the details of the game. And, you know, they just recently got to a full scholarship capacity and, and, and a full staff. But, you know, if we just give them the, the, the minimum, at least, of what they should have as a Division One program, that's the difference between, for me, being competitive and winning. So that's yeah. our next step uh, to help them to be the best version of themselves. Yeah, I, I think one of the big takeaways from the uh, the post game, and if you haven't seen the full post game press conference, it's on our Instagram page as well as our Facebook page. Uh, thanks to AD Drew for being there to record that, um, and it's the full interview or the full post game. Um, Coach Shoot noted that we're we're only losing. I mean, and, and think about what we're losing. We're losing um, Moray, who's out of eligibility we'll, we'll talk to him later uh in the show um hunter veets uh and uh jared weber um i believe that's i mean coach noted that start oh right no I, I don't think we're losing bastardo coach only he noted that we're only losing two guys and i, I could be wrong about bastardo but I, I think we have the majority of our lineup and majority of our key players now like i said with what we determine is key. I'm going to say the guys who were the nine to 10 guys who were the main hitters uh, in the batting lineup, rather, I'm going to call them the main nine or 10, but I believe most of all of those guys are coming back or at least are planned or scheduled to come back. Um, the pitching staff, which look, a lot of growth over the course of the year. We got to be really excited about, the guys who, I mean, if you just look at the performance from Dallas, uh, I think Teasley's the last name, Trey Simmons, Caleb Granger. Uh, I, I hope I'm not, I hope I didn't miss any of those names, but I think those were the three who pitched in, and there might be one other young man that I'm missing. Uh, if you think about those guys, those guys are all young. You know, Veach was the veteran of the staff, the, the, so to speak. The, yeah, yeah, the thing about that, Brian, we're losing the number one and then the closer. So those are two yeah, roles yeah. that we have to definitely fill out. But you're right. We have a great nucleus and foundation to take it to the next level next year. Um. Yeah, I was looking at uh, – yeah, and so that's what kind of stood out for me is that um, – and I do you recall – the growth from those previous matchups where we gave up a lot of runs. I don't know what the exact number was, but I remember there was a stat. No, no, no. For us, like in the 2015 and 2019, we're just talking about growth in the NCAA tournament. Um, I think we gave up 45 something runs. I, I saw this in somebody's article and I just haven't found it. And I don't, I don't have enough, patience I, I was actually there in 2019 at georgia tech and um maybe one of those games we we gave up a lot of runs but they, they, i did look at it but i can't recall what it is now i did go back and look at that to see uh but it, it we lost uh, a total to, to the number two and the new and number 10 team both by three runs so it, it wasn't that 
Yeah, exactly. I mean, you're talking two games by a total of six runs. I mean, we put, you know, 12 to six, uh, if I'm doing the math right. I mean, in two games, we averaged giving up six runs. So, I mean, that that's amazing. That tells you about our pitching, uh, our hitting specifically. Um, uh, Jeremiah Clark asked the question here. Kelvin, help me out with this. Uh, there were there are multiple beginnings in UConn in the second game. Yes, there were. Yeah, there were. Uh, there was the three runs that they scored. I believe it was the fourth inning. Uh, we had a two to one lead, and I think they scored three runs in the fourth to go up four to two. And then with the score tied at five to five, I believe in the eighth inning, we gave up three more runs. Uh, does that do, or maybe it was four runs, three or four? We gave up three runs in the eighth and um, three. Uh, three runs in the fourth, correct. Yeah, so that's sort of where you know those were the multi, those were the big run innings that hurt us uh, that day. But but I mean we you know we were we were right there uh, with them. One of the other things I want to make note of here uh, that came out of that regional was that Ty Hanchi, um, the catcher, was the first. Florida A&M Rattler ever to be named to an NCAA regional all-tournament team uh, in that Gainesville regional. Uh, Hanchi had two hits, uh, one double, one home run, one run scored, an RBI, and a slugging percentage of 750 in the game versus UConn. And so uh, he was the... He was the only catcher, and, and just so you know how they do that, they uh, they assign or they give you a chance to vote on every position, three outfielders, a DH, two starting pitchers, a relief pitcher, and an MVP. So uh, just the fact that Ty Hanchi was recognized and, again, became the first uh, Florida A&M Rattler to make that all-tournament team. And I, you know, I don't want to speak out of turn. I, I would imagine there are not too many – guys or too many HBCU players that when you make these tournaments even get um, that kind of recognition because the scores are usually so lopsided. So Brian, Hanchi and Bustado are seniors also, according to the website. Okay. But in terms of eligibility, though, they may, they may still have eligibility with a COVID year. I don't know. I, I just know coach said only two main guys. So I, I didn't. And, and and like I said, I know for sure. Murray is gone. We've talked to Veets. Veets is, I believe Veets is gone. He is. Um, so I believe Hanchi, I believe, I believe Hanchi is gone. And we know Jared is gone. Right. Right. Uh, so that's, uh, that's that. So yeah, pretty, pretty good. Uh, pretty good job. By FAMU. Any other any other baseball notes? Does uh, does it make you feel some kind of way? I, I'm just asking because I know there's people in the chat rooms asking or thinking it. Does it make you feel some kind of way about how we do during the season against some of these teams? Um, I do want to comment on that, please, because please. coach because coach addressed it. You know, we've talked about it. I told you the philosophy, yeah. but. He did say something that I didn't take into consideration, and it was especially true at the time back in 2019 and so forth. 
because we were on sanctions. Remember, we were on sanctions, but not because of anything. The teams always had 3.2, 3.4 GPAs, and those guys are engineering majors, pharmacy majors, uh, business majors. Uh, so it was it was never about that. That was remember the, the issue that you know the university uh, university brought in uh, uh, the kids and classified those junior college kids in in non degree seeking um, programs like pre pre business or something like that. And the NCA ruled and that hey you know that when you come in as a with AA as a junior for you to be eligible to your first year you have to come in you have to be admitted into a degree seeking program. So I'm glad that the, you know, the compliance staff is beefed up and they had NCA to, to do some training about two or three weeks ago. So that that shouldn't be a, a issue in the, in the future. But, but coach mentioned that, you know, he had a shortage of uh, scholarships. Hmm. So he therefore was the issue. And that's why he plays the middle of the week games the way he did. Because he was saving, you know, what he he's best for the weekend series and for the conference play, and you know, he even mentioned that he questioned whether he should schedule some of those games because you know uh, the record doesn't appear to be what it could be because we don't have the depth to play those midweek games and be competitive and or win the conference on the weekend. So, so I, I thought that was a good insight from Coach as to why he had that philosophy. Yeah, and, and and it's it's good to note that because I think a lot of people get in their feelings about that. I mean, look, no no one likes to see us get mollywopped by 10, 12 runs or whatever during the middle of the week, and then then we turn around and we have a great weekend, and everyone scratches their head. Well, why didn't we do that against so and so? And we want to see our guys compete. So that's why we 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 have to. That's why we try to give you that information and let you know what's going on so that way you have a better understanding educate some other rattlers who don't know and um you know and, and look coach has always said what it's about the weekend series it's about winning conference tournament right it's always win the conference tournament win the regular season win the conference tournament and get to the ncaa regional and let it be known um if you think back to the last Ooh, let, let me do the math here. Watch me here, Kelvin. 2019, our last year in the MIAC, won the title. We did not – well, we had the 20 season cut short. 21, we did not play. Uh, 22, first year in the new conference in the SWAT, we basically finished third. We get to what you could call the semifinal of our bracket. Mm-hmm. And this year, we do what? get to the championship, win the championship. Uh, it's a heck of a last three seasons. So the 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 plan has worked. And so it just sets Don't us up. Don't forget about the two, 2015 championship, well, conference championship in the MEAC too. Yeah. Well, I was just I, – I don't know what we did in uh, the years in between 15 and 19, so I just kind of stayed away from that. So, But, hey, uh, let's get ready to take a break because Gerald Thomas is waiting – to uh, chop it up with us. So after this break, we're going to talk to Gerald and we got a lot of stuff to talk about. So uh, you guys uh, hang tight in there and get ready to join us. Um, Get your questions in. Maybe we'll have some time and uh, we can ask Gerald. So uh, take a short break. You're watching the ONG Strike Zone. We'll be back in just a moment. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If you think all pads are exactly the same, think again. This is Always Ultra Thins Reinvented with the Always Triple Protection System. This pad wicks gushes 90% faster, absorbs even more so you can feel dry, and locks odors in. Rethink your pad for up to 100% leak-free and odor-free comfort with the totally reinvented Always Ultra Thins. This is always like never before. The Cuvée Group is a Florida-based marketing and training consulting firm. We help businesses communicate to their target audience and engage them in conversation. We also help to expand their audiences, which will ultimately result in growth for those organizations. In addition to being a certified constant contact specialist, my colleagues and I are also certified in John Maxwell Leadership Principles. We use these proven principles to conduct workshops, training, and private coaching sessions for individuals and companies looking to take things to the next level. Contact us to schedule a free consultation. Issues today, don't delay, call Cuvée. for the latest information on Southern University Sports, the Southwestern Athletic Conference, and HBCU Athletics. There's only one place to go. Tune in to the Carlos Brown Show, exclusively on the Black College Sports Network. T. Madden & Associates is a sophisticated and experienced law firm located in your neighborhood. We're turning injury to cash. T. Madden & Associates obtained almost $2 million for my injury. They turned my injury to cash. Now, we can't guarantee how much your injury is worth, but we've recovered millions for our clients. Call T. Madden & Associates at 833-PAID-123. That's 833-PAID-123. Stride K-12 powered schools are ready to put over 20 years of being a leader in online education to work for you. Dive into curriculum design for the online classroom. Team up with state-certified teachers nice. trained in virtual instruction. Take control of your child's education journey. Discover the power of personalized learning with a leader experienced in preparing kids for a future they can be excited about. Take charge. Stride K-12. Enroll now for the fall.
All right, welcome back to the ONG Strike Zone. We're gonna have Gerald Thomas coming up. I gotta, I gotta do a read here. Uh, bear with me here, Kelvin. Uh, some one of our new sponsors here. Uh, so we're inviting first-year teachers or current teachers interested in new approaches to pedagogy sites um, to visit https://mybcsn.net/watch. Slash stride S D R I D. Once you load the site, click the stride logo at the top or scroll down to where it says teacher appreciation. This will take you to the sign up page. Then choose if you are a new teacher or current teacher. There are two different programs, both are free with very end link based on your schedule. One last item sign up under How'd You Hear About Us and click on BCSN announcement again. That's mybcsn.net slash watch slash stride, S-T-R-I-D-E. All right, so we appreciate Stride choosing to be a, a new sponsor or a, a, a sponsor. <laughs> Good hey. job. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. That was a tough one, boy. I, I got a couple more of those I got to do today. Gerald Thomas, GT3. How you doing, Gerald? <laughs> hey, what's going on, fellas? I appreciate y'all for having me. Hey, man, look. Uh, three? You. Uh, <laughs> You, you you dropped you dropped uh, some some nuggets out there today, man, in the in the story, and I just it, I'm, I'm reading it and I'm just reading and scrolling. I'm like, hold on, I got to call Gerald or text Gerald to get Gerald on the show. Just gonna drop all these jewels and then think he wasn't gonna come on the OG and talk to us about it. Um, so hey, first off, let's start with baseball, family baseball, uh, black college nines, national champions. But you uh you uh on that last day. Saturday, you uh, you kind of did some some uh, follow the team in depth uh, reporting with the squad. What was what's something that you uh, a, a takeaway from that experience or being with the team that as you saw how the game kind of played out and ended, and you think back to the season that that you kind of gave you maybe a greater appreciation for this team and and how they handled their business and so on and so forth. Oh, well, yeah. Um, yeah, I did shout out the team on um, Saturday, uh, the game before uh, or pregame before UConn. So, firstly, I want to uh, thank Coach Shoot for allowing me to even do that. Um, it was a very fun experience, man. I was um, um, kept covering the NCAA region. It was very fun. And especially, um, you know, shadowing the team for a day. You know, I felt like I was on the team. You know, I you know I was gonna come in and you know pitch an inning and get an at bat, which you know I left my equipment <laughs> on the bus. You know, once we pulled up, so you know, you know, coach didn't put me in. But um, but it's something that a main takeaway, man, is that those guys, those guys really cherish that moment. Um, you know, because only three of those guys been to an NCAA tournament before, which was um Ty Hanchi, um Zach Morey, and um and Jared Weber. So a lot of those guys was cherishing the moment. I had a guy there, um. Dunbar, he had a he had a Polaroid camera, just you know, just getting some candid shots. But you know, even with those guys being being in a first time setting like that, those guys still was locked in, and you could see that, um, you know, just coming out to play because you know, I walked away from the tournament saying, you know, just being up in the box, I felt like, you know, I maybe was the only person that wasn't surprised about how those guys performed. You know, a lot of people look at the game, the midweek game. Where they played against Florida back in March, hey, whenever that game was, you know, I saw they lost by ten runs. But you know, I, I said, you know, is every game means something? But at the end of the day, that that was kind of a meaning a meaningless game. You know what I mean? But 
you know, for them, they made those teams sweat, you know, those teams that that were, you know, are perceived, you know, the, the higher level of baseball, they made those guys sweat. So those guys, they, you know, they, you know, they enjoyed the moment, they soaked in the moment and they had fun with it, but those guys also was locked in at the same time. Yeah, the uh, I was talking with AD, and he was telling me that uh, there was a lot of a lot of surprise. I don't know if it was surprise or just a lot of support respect. from the respect might be a better word from the from a lot of the Florida based media um, watching us perform against UConn. Yeah, yeah, it definitely was. You know, when I came, but I mean, when I came in, you know, it was you know, it seemed like everybody expected it to be a blowout, and then once they saw like how those guys perform, you know, they was like, man, they, you know, better than they thought it was. I was like, yeah, I said, the only people that ain't surprised is me and the team seem like, um, you know, um, so yeah, yeah, they, they, they definitely earned respect at the end of the day because, you know, not only did they play one close game, they also played another close game just hour, really hours later, you know, it wasn't even a whole 24 hours when they had to play that second game against UConn. So they kept it close in, man. They really was very close. You know, they was leading UConn, you know, um, you know, for 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 a part of the game, so you know they were very close to getting that first first NCAA tournament winning program history. For sure, for sure. Kelvin got uh, where you want to go next. So covering, I'll, I'll finish this first part, the first question up on baseball again. So covering the team the entire year, what would you say is the identity of this team? What and where did they grow? Where did they improve from? preseason to the NCAA tournament. Well, what are one or two things that stand out to you? Uh, well, one thing that stick out to me, those guys, they're a postseason team. Uh, you know, they'll get hot, you know, during the regular season, then, you know, they'll kind of cool down, you know, because towards the end of the regular season, you know, it was a, man, it was a struggle, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it was, it was a struggle. I, they, they lost nine of their last 12 games, you know, entering the, tournament but I remember I I wish I remember which player told me this you know I was like you know when they was going to the sweat tournament, said you think y'all gonna be all right this week and he was like yeah he's like it's like when we know we gotta win it's like we just play better and that and they proved that in the sweat tournament and of course the obvious thing is you know for improvement the the pitching the pitching was respectable you know all throughout the postseason you know a lot of those guys you know because when I talked I talked to coach shoot back in October, I believe it was during a football bye week. You know, I just went by the field, you know, see, say what's up to him and talk to him. Um, and you know, he said from then, he said, Man, pitching gonna be a problem, but we good offensively. So, for the pitch for the pitchers to really pick up, you know, when it when it really matters the most in the postseason, not just a swipe tournament, but the NCAA tournament, um, that was a big improvement. Now they just gotta gotta find more guys to sustain that with Maury and, and Hunter Beats, um, both graduating out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So let's go to today, this morning story. Uh, we'll start with, with this. Uh, you wrote a piece uh, giving us sort of a, an update on um, uh, SWAC basketball player of the year, uh, FAMU standout, uh, MJ Randolph, uh, who've been doing his thing overseas and played in the Irish Super League and was the player of the year and mm-hmm. earned first team honors. So I, I, I want you, I, a couple of questions that come to mind. I was thinking, how did this come together? 
because uh, I'm, I'm fascinated in how you put all this together. How long you've been holding this in your pocket? You know, because I know I remember you told us you, you write some stories, then sometimes you tuck them away, and then at the right time you just kind of bam, slap them on the table like a spade. Uh, so you know, give it give us a little background on how this one came together, Joe. Well, I mean, MJ, that's you know, that's one of my guys. You know, I didn't didn't get to watch him while you know he was lighting up Al Lawson Center, but you know, I think I caught up with I talked to MJ the first time when he went to the um to the NBA camp last summer. That was the first time I ever talked to him. Um, you know, just talked about the camp and things like that. And I know he got his NBA G League invite um for training camp last last um um no was last fall. Right, right, right before the season, right before the basketball season started, right before the NBA season started, and then um, so I mean, you know, when it's you know when it's summertime, you know, you, you kind of use that time to really catch up with a lot of people, you know, and see what they got going on. So you know, I said, man, you know, let me see what MJ got going on. Uh, I know he, you know, I know he's still he still playing basketball somewhere. You know what I mean? So uh, you know, so I texted him. I texted him. I just said, hey, bro, like you know, you wanna, you know, you wanna. You want to get profiled, you know, again or whatever. And, you know, he was like, "Yeah." So, you know, I, you know, I did my research on him, you know, and I was like, "Man, like he ain't tell me all this when we was testing. He ain't tell me he was scoring <laughs> thirty plus points per game and won the Player of the Year." You know, he was just like, "You know, he was yeah, a man." Yeah. So, like, but yeah, man, that's all it was. It was just simple, just a simple text. You know, I just like, you know, you want to, you know, you want to go in the paper. And he was like, "Yeah," and I was like, "All right, cool." So, you know, talk to him. Maybe that was a actually that story was supposed to be for last week. Or maybe the, maybe even a week before, because I talked to him maybe maybe like two weeks ago, but the baseball team kept winning, so I had to keep yeah. pushing it back. So I told him, I said, hey, man, I'm going to still put the story out, but the baseball team keep winning, so I don't want you to get overshadowed. So, yeah, so that, that story that story been in the vault for a little minute. Nice, nice. Um, and so by by all accounts, everything, I mean, it sounded like he he had a good time when he was there in terms of just – you know, getting acclimated to being overseas and in Ireland. Um, uh, yeah. So what are his next steps? I mean, you know, what is the, <clears throat> I mean, it, it, what, I got to imagine when you're the MVP in a league, yeah. there's always probably a progression, maybe to another league. What, what, what's yeah. kind of, what kind of what, what's his next step? I believe what he told me was um, that he's trying to, he, he wanted to try to get to a bigger league next um so basically just keep progressing and you know eventually you say he want to he want to try out for the uh the nba g league again and you know you know come back you know come back on our on our side of the water so um so yeah so progressing um can i believe like i don't know i, I think he said like in, in ireland they like they just put you in the in the league and like they have like multiple leagues or something like that so that's the league he just got assigned to um but yeah i think he definitely want to uh, just just keep moving up and eventually accomplish that that you know that ultimate goal of you know playing over here. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that's the dream is to find your way. You make some good money though overseas right. and, yeah. and uh, yeah, but everyone's got that dream of wanting to play in the states. Go ahead, Kelvin. I wonder if he uh if you ask or as he mentioned, is he, is he after he get through playing basketball, what do you want to do next? I would imagine that he probably has a good candidate to be a coach if he's interested in that because he has all the intangible characteristics, the basketball IQ, the great temperament, the great aptitude. Uh, he played at a high level, but, you know, he he was gritty. He earned this way. He didn't come out of high school with a bunch of offers and so forth. So mm-hmm. I, I just wonder, I wonder, did he talk about what he want to do after basketball at, at any time? 
And then also, uh, what what he thinks that he improved on, what he needs to get to the next level. Uh, well, we didn't really talk about what he was gonna do at the basketball, you know, because you know MJ, you know he, you know he's a young guy just like me, you know what I mean? He's 20, 23 years old, so just maybe a couple years, a uh, year and a half younger than me. So you know, we just was, you know, we just talking about the experience, you know, because this is first year playing as a pro, so I'm pretty sure, you know, he just real locked in on, on, you know, trying to play, um, you know, just trying to chase them basketball dreams. And the main thing for him, the main improvements for him wasn't on the basketball court because he told me, like, you know, basketball is basketball. You know, he said the rules are a little different over in Ireland, but, like, at the end of the day, it's basketball. He just said personally, like, you know, he had to, you know, just you got to learn how to navigate when you're in such a foreign uh, environment like that. You got to learn how to navigate. Like he was saying, like, you know, I – I can't just go to McDonald's and, you know, <laughs> and, you know, get my, you know, get a, get a 10-piece nugget or a Big Mac or something like that. You know, you got to really look for this type of stuff. It ain't no, you can't go to Walmart and in Publix and just find the things that, you know, you're normally used to finding. So I think he did a, I think he, I think he learned a lot about him, you know, about his identity there. You know what I mean? Uh, so, so yeah, so he was basically he was like, you know, basketball, you know, I'm basically he was saying, you know, I'm already good at basketball. I already, you know, I already know that, but the main thing was, you know, growing as a growing as a human. You know, being so far away from home. Breaking breaking news: There's no Walmart in Ireland. That blows my mind. That that break right there, but that's crazy. Uh, yeah, so we hope uh, hope for the best. Hope we continue to hear good things about um, uh, about MJ and and man, it, when you do that kind of work, you gotta be. Somebody, them scouts in Europe, they 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 got a good eye. They gonna find him. Um, right. so I, I feel positive. Um, let's let's go to another story. Uh, speaking of it, well, when we were talking about individual players, kind of let's go to to the football. You had a chance to talk with uh, Kamari Stevens as well. Um, yeah. Coming out of the transfer portal, and I know you know there was a I know Vaughn had a, a video interview with him. What kind of things did you know? And you had your conversation with him. What what kind of things did you take away from the conversation with Kamari? And, and I think there's a lot of people that probably wonder why was he was he just kind of testing the waters, or did he want to see what his sort of sort of stock was, or what, what what's your takeaway in, in why he jumped into the, the portal? Yeah, well, I just want to say I appreciate Kamari for you know chopping it up with me on about that too. That's another that's another one of my guys. Um, I think I actually think I might was the first person like ever ever interviewed him too because I think when I interviewed him during the season he was like bro did I do good and I was like yeah man you good man but um but anyway you know um basically what he told me was that um you know he he jumped into the portal just to you know kind of weigh his options you know of course he's a graduate um he graduated with criminal justice so you know when you're when you're a graduate student you can enter the portal whenever if you want to jump back in the portal right now or you might even can jump in the portal maybe the day before the season start. I'm not this show, but you basically can transfer whenever. Um, so uh, you know, I think he just wanted to, to kind of weigh his options. It was kind of it was it was the same but different from Isaiah because Isaiah hadn't graduated yet when he went to the portal last year. Um, so you know, he told me he was just trying to weigh his options and see what, what was out there. And um basically, you know, he went on a couple of visits. You know, I think he of, of according to his social media, he had eight FBS offers and twelve total offers. Um, if I'm if I'm not misspeaking, 
Um, so, you know, he basically said he just wanted to see what was out there. So, you know, he took the visit to UCF. He took the visit to, to Jacksonville State also. Um, but, you know, he said it, and it, it didn't it didn't feel right. It didn't, it didn't feel – no, I think he played, feel like it didn't fit. But, you know, he said he still just want to just keep grinding and, and he want to be the first person to be drafted out of FAMU since 2013, which was Brandon Hepburn who got drafted to the Detroit Lions. So, Thank you. Just thank you. Just looking at the big, bigger picture. You know, he said, if, if I know how to play, they'll find me. So, um, so that's basically, that basically was the basis of, of what me and Kamari talked about. Mm-hmm. What do you got, Kelvin? I believe, uh, I don't know if I saw it somewhere. Doesn't he have a, uh, a older sibling that played or got drafted to the league too? Yes, his um he had his older brother uh Kendrick Norton um uh, played at University of Miami. He got drafted to the no, he played for the I'm trying to think if he got drafted to the Panthers. I want to say he got drafted to the Panthers and he played with the Dolphins also. Oh wow. So so I anticipate he he's got a good camp, a good sounding board uh internally right. to kind of to, to guide him through this thing. Uh did he talk about um what's special about FAMU? And um, his love or commitment to his brothers and 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 the and, and finished unfinished business. Did he speak to any of that? Yeah. Well. Um. Well. Like me, I I asked him about you know I asked him if he had any pushback on on uh, transfer. You know, off of, you know social media can get a little crazy sometimes. You know, he said you know there's a there's a few people here and there, but you know he said that in, he said basically people. People were, you know, support him. You know, they was going to support him regardless because at the end of the day, he's a Rattler. He's a fan. You graduate. Um, and then as far as, you know, just having that unfinished business, you know, he said he came in with guys like, you know, Javen Morgan, Kamari, Kamari Young, Kamari Stevens. I mean, not Kamari Stevens, um, <laughs> Kamari Thompson. There's three Kamaris off of that class. Um, yeah. So, you know, he said he came in and he said back, he said he just remembered back, in 2019, when they all came in, you know, he was talking about, you know, how they want, how they want to accomplish all these goals, you know, and, and be a championship team. And of course, they haven't accomplished it, accomplished that just yet, you know. Um, so, you know, he just said, you know, he felt like it was unfinished business, and you know, he, he just he wanted he wanted to chase, you know, he want to get it, he want to get some rings and um, get some rings on his finger, and, and you know, really um, fulfill that goal that he set with the guys that he came in with it back in 2019. Mm. Well, good good stuff. Yeah, I I know there was a lot of pushback, and I I remember when that happened on social media. I I was I saw that he graduated. A lot of people were wondering why why, and then I had to think back. I think it was like later that day when the when the uh, when the list of uh, student athletes yeah. who were graduating came out, mm-hmm. and then it kind of okay. I personally I wasn't all up in my feelings when I saw that he was leaving. It was like okay, well, you know, he's a graduate. So we can't hate on him. I don't want, don't want to yeah. see anybody talking bad about him because he's family. You know, he graduated, got his, he did what he was supposed to do. Came to school, right. got his diploma, helped family win games. Hey, peace, deuces. You know, if, if that's what you choose. So uh, it was good to see. And, and it see, it, it's amazing. Have you seen that list, Gerald, that has like the number of students uh, who have gone into the portal in, in terms of football? I think it's like uh, in the FCS. Like FAMU has only had four over and I don't know if you know what I'm talking about, Kelvin. I, I can't. I yeah. think it's over the last. Is it last two or three seasons where we have one of the lowest numbers of student athletes that have entered the portal? Um, 
that yeah. says a lot, doesn't it? That that says a lot, doesn't it? Yeah, and and just this time of you know when players are jumping the portal, um, player retention is very important, and and I think that's a testament to to, to Coach Simmons and things yeah. like that. Even players have you know maybe dabbled in the portal and things like that. I don't think Coach Simmons is a very pushy guy. Because Kamari, Kamari said, he was like, man, Coach Simmons wasn't blowing my phone up when I went into the portal. Like, people may think, you know, he was begging me to come back, but, you know, he wasn't blowing my phone up. So, you know, I think he, you know, I, I think he comes from a place of understanding and, and just knowing that, you know, sometimes these guys do want to see what's out there and there's and it's nothing wrong with that. And I think it'll just all be respect, you know, from both ways. You know what I mean? He's he not yeah. going to look at you more differently every league because you came there, he graduated you. And you know, like you said, he helped you also help him win games. So I don't think um, you know, um I think that's just I think that's just a good thing that how how they're able to retain players like that. Agreed, agreed. All right, let me get you out of here with this, Gerald. I'm gonna give you two stories from the Tallahassee Democrat that were that were at the bottom of your article online. And I and I want you you tell us which one you would rather go chase. I don't think your name is on either of these, so you, I don't know, but you probably are aware of them. One We've got uh, two Rattlers that are going uh, into the Black College Football Hall of Fame uh, this weekend. Uh, Henry Killer Lawrence and Tyrone McGriff Sr. going into the uh, Black College Football Hall of Fame. Uh, I believe it's this weekend, June 10th. June 10th. Um, And then also the other story, big meeting by the Board of Trustees coming up tomorrow regarding naming proposal. Uh, of possibly um, somehow finding a way to honor not only Ken Riley, but George the Godfather Thompson and Veronica Wiggins. Which of the two stories is more appealing? And if I if I'm your assignment editor, which ones are you? I'm holding two envelopes. Which one are you chasing, Gerald, and, and why? Um, I kind of already did the Black College Football story. I talked to me. I talked to Mick Griff Jr. I couldn't get in touch with um Mr. Lawrence though, but um so I kind of already did that. So I mean, just I guess by default, just the the renamings, you know, it'll be cool to catch up with um with uh Coach Wiggins. I don't think me and Coach Wiggins we've talked before, but she probably don't even remember. It was like maybe last summer, um you know. So it'll be it'll be cool to catch up with her and um uh, catch up with uh with um Ken uh Ken Riley Ken Riley's son. Um and and the Godfather, so you know that'd be that'd be a cool thing because that's such a both of those are monumental moments. So you know it's hard to choose one, but but um I look forward to seeing seeing what ends up happening tomorrow at the Board of Trustees meeting. Yeah, uh, we're gonna talk about this a little bit later. I, I'm curious about what people's thoughts are about the field naming. You know, there's a lot of legends that field could be named after. Yeah. Um, so I. You know, I, I'm, I'm kind of curious, but, but I know there's been other proposals. I feel like Veronica Wiggins is a slam dunk. We know that's the softball complex, like the right. Althea Gibson, uh, you know, tennis complex. You know, uh, the football one is murky. We got so many legends, yeah. and it's like we I only have so many I places. I saw somebody throw Rudy Hubbard name out there. See? See, there's going to be a lot of names that are going to be thrown he out there. A, so I don't know. He brought a trophy. He brought a trophy to the, to the program. Uh, the only one, yeah, the only national one. So, yeah. hey, um, on the field, on the field, that is. Okay, so, uh, Gerald, let people know how they can follow you and then give us an idea of what you're working on next. Oh, uh, well, uh, you can follow me on Twitter. Uh, I post all my work on there. It's uh, at 3PG, the number three, the letter P, the letter E, the letter A, the, the letter T, the letter G, 
the letter E, the letter E. Um, so three PG and uh, hmm, some some things, man. You know, you know, I can't show y'all my whole hand, but you know, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna go, go out to the I'm gonna go out to the camp this the, the football camp this weekend and you know catch up with Coach Simmons, maybe catch up with a few of the players, maybe even get to talk to some uh some some camp goals this weekend. So that's something um that I'm that I'm working. I'm actually getting I'm actually trying to figure out what my schedule gonna be for next week for my story. So just stay tuned. But this weekend I I definitely plan on going out to the seven on seven camp at Brad. All right. All right. Well we look forward to uh reading Doing about a great it. Good job, Gerald. Yeah man. Yeah, we appreciate, we appreciate you, you. Always enjoy reading your stuff. If you're not signed up with that subscription for the Tallahassee Democrat, go ahead and do that. Look at me giving plugs here. Go ahead. Yeah. It's not too much. A dollar, two dollars. I think I'm paying two ninety nine. I can't be yeah. sending y'all all the free content. So I'm so you have to get behind these subscriber walls. So sometimes yeah. you got to pay to read Gerald's content, but it's good stuff. You get stuff. So uh, every every rattler should be uh, following um, Gerald's stuff on the Democrat. Hey, uh, Gerald, who you got tonight? Heat or Nuggets? I don't know if the, uh, the game's probably started, but who you got tonight? Heat Nuggets. Uh, yeah, I think the game's started. I'm not sure what the score right now. So this is going from a blind. The Heat. The, somebody could be getting beat by twenty or thirty right now. I wouldn't <laughs> even know. But so I'm a I'm a I'm gonna say I like to see the Heat win tonight. There it is. All right. There it is. Me too, by the way. Uh, all right. Hey, uh, appreciate your time tonight, Gerald, man. Always a pleasure talking with you. And uh, we'll chop it up soon. Media Day is coming up pretty soon. You are going to go into, you're going to Birmingham, right? Uh, I hope so. We got we to gotta see. Oh, my goodness. Lord. <laughs> Who do we got to tell at the Democrat? I did not go see Gerald Thomas. To, anyway, let's go. Hey, Gerald, uh, we'll talk. We'll talk later soon. Thank you for your time tonight. And Thanks, uh, you guys. Make sure to follow Gerald uh, on on all the social media platforms. All right. Um, appreciate you, G. All right, y'all. All right, so coming back here in just a moment, we got uh, a pair of family baseball players that we're going to talk to. We're going to talk to the home run king, Sebastian Greco, and we're going to talk to the closer, Everyday Moray, coming up on the other side. You guys hang tight with us. You're watching the ONG Strike Zone. We'll be back in a moment. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Supermarket sushi, really? No. Wait, Troy, you work here? I'm never not working. Like head and shoulder scalp shield technology, up to 100% dandruff protection, even between washes. Never not working, huh? Oh, Troy, you're such a good teacher. Yeah, I know. <laughs> never not working. Never not working. Never, ever not working. Are you serious? Never not working. Dandruff protection that's never not working. Head and shoulder scalp shield technology. The human voice has always connected audiences with experiences. Major brands all across America have trusted Kevers Voice time and time again. Conversational, powerhouse, intelligent, and sincere. That's the voice you need for your creative marketing process. K-E-A-V-E-R-S-V-O-I-C-E dot com. Kevers Voice, Kevers Voice, Kevers Voice dot com. Always on, all the time.
This is the Dean of the College of HBCU Sports, Kenyatta Cavill of Dr. Cavill's Inside the HBCU Sports Lab with Mike Washington and Charles Bishop. Come mix it up in the lab where the course lecture is in session every Tuesday from 6 o'clock p.m. Central Standard Time on Facebook Live, YouTube, Spreaker, or the BCSN app. As we discuss all things about the HBCU sports culture, including exploring the week that was in the sporting HBCU dashboard as well as the upcoming week of HBCU Sports. With me, the Dean, the College of HBCU Sports, on Dr. Cavill's Inside HBCU Sports Lab with Mike Watson and Charles Bishop. Course lecture dismissed. At Hampton Law, our primary goal is to provide non-traditional yet effective solutions and redefine the approach to client legal concerns. As your trusted legal advisor, we believe in sophisticated, personalized services that eliminate the confusion and complexity sometimes associated with legal matters. Our high standard for client care and concern, coupled with our extensive legal knowledge and skills, make Hampton Law a resource focused on the protection of the client's interest and overall goals. We value our clients and truly enjoy working with them. Visit thamptonlaw.com to conveniently schedule an appointment online. Tamika Hampton, Esquire. 1631 Rock Springs Road, Suite 336, Apopka, Florida, 407-494-1471, thamptonlaw.com. Majesty is a premium health and wellness tea line focused on bringing delicious yet healthy tea blends to the community. Filled with an abundance of vitamins and antioxidants, we work to blend teas with exotic spices and fruits, to produce scrumptious and wholesome beverages. So check us out at MyMajesties.com. That's M-Y-M-A-J-E-S-T-E-A-S.com. My Majesties, an Urban Passport member. All right, welcome back to the ONG Strike Zone. Brian Fulford, Kelvin Rozier, and look who we got joining us today. Uh, we've got uh, the home run king himself, Sebastian champions. Greco, the champions, and uh, the Play champions. Everyday Moray, Zach Moray, as, he, as he's known at home. Uh, gentlemen, how you doing th uh, this evening? Uh, you can go ahead, Zach. <laughs> Let me see, Zach. We gotta get Zach yeah. off. Zach, Zach, Mike, gotcha. gotta get. There you go. Yeah. Zach, how we doing? We got you. Zach, we got you. You may have to. Uh, let me see, Zach. Kind of maybe rotate your, rotate your. Uh, he can't hear. Do me a favor. He can't hear us. Yeah. Uh, lo log off. If, I don't know. He can't hear us. Um, I don't know how to do that. Hey, uh, let's see. Log off. See, we try to get uh, Zach. You know, I, I I wonder if he's on a. It's always some. Maybe these these phones, these iPhones. Maybe that's what it is. Give us a second. Let me see if Zach gets uh, if he can hear us, or maybe somebody. Yeah, he'll, he'll log back in. So we got you, Sebastian. How you doing tonight? Good. How are you guys? Thank you for having me on tonight. Yeah, man. Hey, congratulations, man. Uh, mm -hmm. for what what's it what's it feel like, man? Being being a champion when, when you when you hear that yeah. you got. Word champion behind your name. How's that feel? It's, it's been great. It's been a it's been an awesome experience this year. I mean, just a great group of guys, and 
it's just been it's been a blessing. So it's just been a great year. So I'm excited for that. Nice, Zach. I think we got a volume with you. How you doing tonight? I'm doing good. How are you? And awesome, man. Uh, just like we asked Sebastian, what's it what's it feel like to have that word? Well, you're you're you are familiar with it. You come, you're the guy who's probably been walking around showing guys the ring. But what's it like to be a two time champion? I don't know. It's, it's it's a surreal experience. Like I just can't be thankful enough to ha be able to walk around having two rings on my hand, uh, one in the MIAC, one in the SWAC. It's pretty amazing. So, right, right. Before before we talk about that, let's let's kind of go to Sebastian for a second. Uh, Sebastian, yeah. you, uh, I believe this is your this is your first year coming over to FAMU from Eastern Kentucky, correct? Yes, that's right. I just transferred this season. So what was it that, you know, I know you're a Tampa guy, so there might have been mm -hmm. the Florida thing to it, but but yeah. what was it that that really sold you on Florida A&M, Florida A&M baseball, Coach Shoop, everything? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it's, it's actually a funny story. So I played a year of junior college at uh, Coastal Alabama, and actually FAMU was my first Division One offer. So I'd already known Coach Shoop. I'd talked to him over the phone, you know, ended up getting like several more offers, so ended up committing to Eastern Kentucky, but I already had that connection with Coach Shoup. So after my season last year, I kind of wanted, wanted to come back closer to home. So I still had his number in my phone. So I sent him a text and sure enough, a couple <laughs> minutes later, called me, got me on the phone, came to visit FAMU and I was just sold. So that's kind of, kind of the backstory behind it. Calvin, they, they always find their way back home, don't they? They always find their way back home, right? We we hope so. We we, we like it when they do that. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Um go ahead, Kelvin. Jump in there. Well, I was gonna ask uh Sebastian. So you've been at mm -hmm. what three programs, uh community college, yeah. East Kentucky, and then now uh here at FAM. Right. Talk about the differences uh, with uh, junior college and then Eastern Turkey and then FAMU and, and some of the things that uh, just just in general you'll feel about, you know, you know, the differences and so forth. Yeah, so for sure, coming out of high school, I literally had one offer. And so it was to the junior college. So I took that one offer, ended up going there, played well, got got a lot of experience, which was good. But unfortunately, that was the COVID year. So I really only got to play 20 or so games there, but I already had a few D1 offers. So I decided to commit to Eastern Kentucky, and then I headed up there. And it was a great experience there, too. I didn't play as much as I'd like, but just the facilities there, they had really nice facilities, a lot of player development. So it definitely was, you know, was a step in my journey. But after last year, I decided, you know, I wanted to come closer to home, somewhere I could play every day. And once Coach Shoup called me, you know, I got the offer to FAMU. I felt like it was the right choice for my career, so I decided to commit. Nice. And how how, how was it? How was that? How was the first season? Just, I, I know we ended up in a championship in a, in a ring, yeah. there. and you uh you know you played well, superbly. So, right. so about your experience this year? Yeah, so it was super good. Like especially in the fall, like this group of guys was just amazing. I mean, everybody welcomed me. It was kind of. I think the thing about this team is like everybody was so close that it was it was kind of like a family atmosphere at FAMU. And I feel like that's really what propelled us to win that SWAC championship because everybody got along, you know, it was like we were out there practicing. It was more of like it was fun for us because we were out there practicing. You know, we'd all stay late, hit together, throw together, do everything together. So 
when the season came around, I just felt like we had a good group of guys. And but I feel like when you get together like that, you just play better. And especially like I can talk more on the hitter side, but I mean, we just had such a great group of hitters. I mean, Ty Jackson, Ty Hanchi, Jared Weber, John Michael Bastardo. I mean, all those guys are just incredible hitters. So it's kind of, it was a little competition between all of us. So we'd always be staying late, hitting in the cage and kind of had that friendly competition going. And I think that that helped us all too on the, on the offensive standpoint. What is your, what is your major, Sebastian? Uh, so right now I'm doing interdisciplinary studies, but I think I want to go into physical therapy in the future. But since I'm playing ball, some of those classes are a little tougher. So I figured get my degree and then, you know, whenever baseball is over, hopefully not for a while, you know, I can always come back to school. Nice. Nice. Mm-hmm. Um, Zach, let me jump over to you for a second. Um, obviously the experience of 2015, talk about, the or 2019 i'll put you you, you're probably in high school in 2015 (laughs) Uh, 2019 talk a little bit about the journey of that experience where you were just entering high uh, entering the college years and this one where you know you're the you're a senior you're a veteran uh talk about those you know compare contrast those those seasons for you i got you so in in 2015 i was just kind of obviously a true freshman and i actually was throwing over top um and my first two starts were against mercer and then i had to start against fiu early on in the season and after the fiu start coach shoop and uh coach brian henry came up to me and asked uh me to drop down the sidearm and uh luckily i was i was willing to do that and i knew if i if i uh, wanted to play some more in the future that i need that's what i needed to do because i trust both of them um so whenever I did that, I, you know, I had to learn. I didn't play a lot my freshman year, but I was still on the travel roster, you know, um, learning while while on the road. Um, and so, yeah, I, I didn't really do much, <laughs> but I was still on the team that won the national championship. We were, we were all close, and I could see the same thing that the team had in 2019 that our team had this year, and it was just being close together and, older guys willing to help the younger guys and um and that's just that's like like sebastian said it propelled us to where we are now with the ring in our hand so uh what um explain for people what was it that the coaches saw in you that would tell you to sort of change your pitching style i mean it seems I, I know nothing about that. So, I mean, to me, I'm a basketball guy. So, that to me, that feels like taking a left-handed shooter and all of a sudden, hey, I want you to shoot right-handed now. I'm like, huh, coach, I've been doing it this way. Talk people, tell us the, what was it they saw or what was it they told you that uh, made you feel comfortable uh, with that with that trust in, in, in changing your style? Well, I, I was an – I played football. I was quarterback and punter in high school, and I played baseball. So, I had a lot of different um, – like, I guess you can say an athlete, but, uh, so dropping down was, I've, I've always messed around with it, you know, playing at shortstop in high school, playing second base in high school, throwing from the sidearm position, uh, from second base, turning a double play. Uh, they knew I could, they knew I could do that and they just pushed me to keep going. And, um, you just really need to be an athlete and be able to throw, uh, from different arm slots. I was already at the three quarter, which is, uh, like right here to down there where um they wanted me to throw so it wasn't too big of a transition but 
Um, we made it work. Hey, successfully, by the way, you know, it ends up working out, you know, hard work, hard work, uh, you know, proves the positive results. Go ahead, Kelvin. All right. So you, you, you're a local guy. Um, you got a chance to play in your hometown in front of your, your family and friends and so forth. Talk about uh, what that meant, having um, the season you had, particularly this year, to cap off your, 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 your journey in college. Uh, and, and being able to do it for, for your hometown in front of your family and friends. You know, it just really, it really felt great uh, coming out of high school. I knew I see, I was actually getting looked at for, by FAMU whenever uh, coach Willie Simmons wasn't uh, at, wasn't here. I think it was, uh, I can't remember who the head coach was before Willie, but uh, yeah, got, <laughs> go ahead. I'm sorry. No, you're oh, good. Sorry. <laughs> but uh, I was getting recruited for punting. Uh, at FAMU, so I, I always thought I was going to play college football at the punting position, and uh, just Coach Shoot gave me a chance. I didn't want to. I didn't want to go D two. I want. I knew baseball is D one at uh, um, FAMU. So being able to play Florida, playing, being able to play the Gators in South Florida, uh, UCF. I knew I wanted to do that, and it was it was just amazing to be able to be from town and having all your friends and family come to watch you play every game, um, especially when the big schools came in. I remember, I think my freshman or sophomore year, Missouri came and played us at FAMU. So that was an awesome experience. Nice. Nice. Um, I had, who was it? A question. Somebody asked a question. Uh, I, I, we're going into talking about the regionals here. Um, Somebody asked, asked Zach, what the, what was your pitching approach versus the Florida hitters? And, and maybe even take that into what was that approach like for you, not only with the Florida, but but also the UConn guys? Um, so my the approach, I've, I've, we face Florida. I've, we play Florida almost every year. You know they're going to hit the ball, but you have to limit their damage. Um, and I'm, I'm – pretty sure we did that with the with them only scoring three runs um but just keeping keeping the ball low and not letting the, the ball hang in the strike zone you know because once you leave it down the middle or up in the strike zone to a hitter like jack Caglion, you're gonna i mean he's gonna hit over the fence most likely but uh and uconn whenever we faced uconn I went two innings, no runs, but I hung a, I hung a slider. It was a good swing on the slider, and he hit it out for for the two run home run. Uh, I just missed my spot right there, and it was kind of in his wheelhouse. And he kind of golfed it out a little bit, but I mean, the approach is keep the ball away, keep it low, keep it to where they can't hit it out, and uh, you have fielders behind you that that you trust. So let them hit it to them. True that. True. Um, let's jump over to Sebastian for a second. Sebastian, um, obviously the home run numbers that you, you set a record, a single season record this year. Uh, I think I got the stats, right? So if I'm wrong, please jump in there. Uh, 17 homers, 69 RBIs, um, which I believe the home runs were a, a single season record. Uh, were the RBIs, the RBIs, were they a single season record as well? Yeah, yeah I believe uh, so. Talk a little bit about about that. I mean, I, I always have a 
mm-hmm. appreciation for the, sort of the individualism of baseball, but then there's also this yeah. team concept. So it's kind of this, you know, this this uh, mm-hmm. this balancing act. Mm-hmm. So talk a little bit right, about right. your 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 accomplishments this season. Yeah, I mean, especially on the home run record. I mean, it's a huge honor because, as you know, there's a ton of legendary baseball players that have come through FAMU. So, so getting that record was was a big one. But, I mean, I think, you know, as Zach said, it was really just a competition within the team. I think that that took it to that next level because, I mean, if it wasn't for the other guys on the team, I don't think I would have put in the work that I did because it just seemed like every day someone, somebody was pushing me to become better. And it was, I feel like all year I felt like, Somebody was on my heels, so I knew if I wasn't putting in the work, they're gonna catch up to me. So I feel like that gave me that little extra motivation, that little edge to really put in some quality work this year. Really, you know, I tried to scout the other team, see what their pitches were throwing, how they were gonna attack me, and kind of just making those adjustments throughout the year. Um, either Sebastian or, or Kelvin, what was the stat where we had multiple players that had more than what was it? 10 home runs this year? Is that what it yeah. was? Yeah, but I think we had four players. I think it was me, Ty Hanchi, uh, Jared Weber, John Michael Ricardo. Yeah. Yeah, there's there's several of us that hit, you know, double-digit home runs, which which is huge. Did, did Perini get there? I think he ended with, like, eight or nine. I think he was right there, too. <laughs> he, yeah. Was yeah. he was right there. Yeah, and and uh, I think we even did something similar with RBIs as well. Um, yeah, yeah, that's uh, man, that, that's pretty impressive. I know in the swag mm-hmm. tournament we were we were teeing off on the ball. I I, I felt yeah. I think we, I think we had the most homers of any team uh, mm-hmm. in that tournament. Um, what was that experience like for you, uh, the swag tournament? I mean, we jumped off to the good lead. Uh, had that emotional game against mm-hmm. Alabama State. And, and then you guys just played, like, inspired, angry. I, I, I could throw a bunch of adjectives. You guys were on it, man, after that. You know, where yeah. a lot of teams might have just went into a shell after that game mm-hmm. against game number two. But you guys just kind of rose out of that. You know, talk a little bit about personally for you, what was mm-hmm. that experience like and and, and and so on and so forth. Yeah, so I mean, personally, it was just a great experience. I'd never played at Georgia Tech, so that was my first time going there. And those facilities there were just beautiful. You know, you can see the skyline in the background and everything. So that was definitely, you know, seeing that facility, you know, getting off the bus there the first time. It was a little eye-opening, you know, because usually in the SWAC, you know, we don't get to play at stadiums that are that nice. So when we showed up there, you know, it was it was cool to see. But I think really just during the tournament, I think we just all put together really good at-bats. I know. We had that one tough loss against Alabama State, but the thing I really noticed about this team is even though we lost, like nobody was down, you know, nobody was sad, no one was pouting. It was like we knew we were the best team there, and we knew in the long run that that we were gonna edge them out. And I feel like even in even in some of those big games where you know it was tight games, I mean, I just feel like our guys were just playing loose and we were just getting the job done. It just felt like if I didn't do the job, I knew the guy behind me was gonna do the job. So there's nothing to worry about there. So. I mean, it just really shows these guys' character, you know. I guess, I mean, I guess it really just comes back to all the work we put in because if you put in the work, you know, there's really nothing to worry about when, when game time comes. True indeed, true indeed. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Zach, man, no, nobody knows the highs and lows of 
of those games. I mean, every day Moray was in full effect as, as Coach Dub. Now, first off, did Coach ever dub you that during the regular season, or did he just kind of come up with that? <laughs> no, I didn't hear it until, like, maybe the last series against Alabama State before the SWAC tournament. But I, it's a, it was a new one for me going into the tournament, so. Uh, take, take us through – the highs and lows. I, I've I've heard you talk about it before, but but just share with us the the journey of that SWAC tournament for you <clears throat> as a pitcher. You know what I'm saying, and then to be rewarded or recognized as the uh, tournament MVP. So it, it was, you know, going into this season, I've pitched a lot. I you know I, I knew I was, had to be the guy coming into the bullpen with in, with injuries uh, coming into this season. We lost. Uh, J.D. Gardner, who was going to probably be a starting pitcher, Mir, uh, Trent Langley. So I just we needed guys to step up in the bullpen. And uh, so going into that SWAC tournament, I just I, I, I felt like I needed to pitch a lot and that um, the guys relied on me. And luckily, our starting pitching brought uh, brought me to where I could only I would only pitch like an inning or like 20 pitches a game, but I would still be the guy to close it out. And uh, it just guys stepped up whenever we needed. And uh, the ASU game, it, it, it was a tough game for uh, the, the first loss. It was a real tough game. Um, you know, I was pretty down. I was pretty – I wasn't down on myself. I was just – you know, it was my last season, so I didn't want to go out like that. Um, so I just I just knew we needed – something needed to change, and we just need to keep grinding and, you know, believe in our team, believe and believe in the people behind us and just being named the MVP is just a bonus of uh, uh, winning, a, winning a ring. So, Awesome. Hey, uh, mom, mom jumps in with a great with a great nugget here. 42 pitching appearances leading to NCAA in appearances every day. Moray, your mom's the best, man. She's 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 great. <laughs> awesome. stats. <laughs> <laughs> um Kelvin, go ahead and jump in there. Any any final thoughts and questions for uh for our guys? Yeah, I got one for each. I, I start with uh Zach first. So Zach, now that you know uh you come to the end of your college journey, what's next? I, I'd like to know what you what you got planned. What, what, have you thought about it? What you what you doing next? Well, first I, I know I'm I'm I want to finish my master's program being with this in my fifth year i was able to start a master's program and i don't want to leave college without finishing that and i was uh in the sports management master's program so just i think being able to finish that before moving on to uh what i have in line maybe that's like being a ga or ga for another baseball team or going and playing professional ball uh i just know i need to finish that master's first and get that final degree how much longer you got? I got about two semesters worth left. So get it, uh, done, man. Get it done. Get it done. I'm telling you. Every day, every day more Ray. You chop wood every day. So I know you'll get it done. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and for Sebastian, I want to know. Um first my the first question I want to know is what was the most home runs you've hit prior to this season? You can go all the way back to T ball if you want to, but but uh, were you were you a power hitter always? Uh, I mean, I feel like I always had pretty decent power, but honestly, this is my first season playing every day, you know, injury free. So before then, really hadn't hadn't hit over double digits until this year. So 
this is my full year, you know, getting 200 at bat. So it was, it was good to see. It was good to see. That's for sure. You know. Well, absolutely. Hard work pays off. So now mm -hmm. I know you, you coming off the basking in the glory of this season and a lot of team accomplishments as well as personal accomplishments. What do you mm -hmm. feel like you got to work on and, and what kind of goals you plan on setting for next season? Yeah, so definitely, you know, on a personal aspect, got to cut the strikeouts some, you know, probably led the team in strikeouts. <laughs> so definitely going to definitely gonna work on that this offseason, you know, just continue to get stronger. You know, I want to put on 10, 15 pounds this offseason and come back next year ready to go because now everybody knows me. So next year, you know, I got to right. come in on, on my A game or else, you know, they're going to be out to get me. So got to come back ready to go. There you go. There you yeah. go. Um, well, guys, hey, look, man, we appreciate your time this evening. More importantly, congratulations. Um, you. You know, especially Zach, you know, you, you, you've done the tour of duty. Uh, you, you brought home two titles. Um, you know, we thank you uh, for all your all you've given the FAMU. And, uh, you know, definitely, uh, you know, we wish you the best in your future. Maybe is any you, you thought about coaching any any coaching in your blood? What about that? Oh, no, I can I can coach. Okay. okay. <laughs> yeah, that's where that that's where that uh, grad assistant going to uh, help someone with their pitching. So there you there you go. Good, good, good. And uh, you know, Sebastian, man, we we looking forward to, uh, mm -hmm. to to bigger coach. Coach said there's a lot of expectations going into next year. You know, with with so yeah. few guys uh, scheduled. You know, mm -hmm. we we hopefully we have so many returners coming back. So. We, mm -hmm. we wish you uh, the best as well. Congratulations in your offseason. Let people know. Give us social media plugs or give some shout-outs. We'll close the show. Let you guys – we'll go to we'll go to you, Sebastian. And, of course, we got to let Zach close it out. So, <laughs> Sebastian, we'll, we'll let you uh, give shout-outs and any plugs you want to give. No, I just honestly just want to thank Coach Hube and the staff for this year because it was, it was a great year. So, on that aspect, I'm not really big on social media. So, I'll pass this one on to Zach. So, <laughs> all right zach go ahead go ahead Sebastian. Right, Sebastian, go ahead. like i, I just want to thank y'all and coach shoop and famu for you know giving me the chance but uh you can follow me on instagram at uh z mori z m-o-r-e-a two one um so yeah just give it a follow on instagram all right, there you go. There you go. And and uh great job. Hey, uh, let me let me ask let me ask one question. Go ahead. Y'all have, have y'all been told? Have y'all been sized for rings yet? Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Oh wow, you quick. We're moving quick on the rings. Huh? We got them yeah. coming. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Good deal. I just want a hat. I'm just trying to get a hat, Kelvin. You know, I, I want one of them official hats, you know, the ones that are hard to find. Hint, hint, hey, hint. We got you. We we got you. I got you. I got you. Somebody said they got me. Uh, I'm just if not, I'll get you one next year. All right, there you go. I'm going to get some guys to sign it, too. So, Zach, Sebastian, I'm going to be looking for you. All right. I'm going to out there on the street. So, hey, congratulations again, guys. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for being a part of FAMU Athletics, FAMU Baseball. It's been really a pleasure watching you guys this season. And, man, you know, we – we we've been fanning the flames for for Coach Shoop and the baseball program since day one on this program. So uh, we're gonna keep doing that, and we look forward to bigger and better things. Zach, anytime you want to come on, hey, look, we got a pitching. Uh, any if if something in uh, 
uh, coaching doesn't work and you want to do some 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 work broadcasting, talking baseball. Hey, you, you got a spot right here on the ONG, man, whenever you want to. I appreciate it so much. <laughs> All right, guys. Hey, you guys uh, take care. You guys have a good uh, good evening. Good summer. Be well. And uh, thanks again. All right. Yeah, thank, thank you, you for thank having us so on. All right, guys. Again, ladies and gentlemen, Sebastian <clears throat> Greco, Zach Moray, Everyday Moray. Let me get that right. Hey, um, Hank Tu. Mama says sea bass. Mama says sea bass. Exactly. Sea bass. There it is. <laughs> so we see going in. Hey, uh, we're going to take a quick break. Come back uh, with a little bit more here. You're watching the OG Strike Zone. We'll be back in a moment. Itchy. Squirmy. Scratchy. Family not getting clean? Get Charmin Ultra Strong. Go get them. It just cleans better. With a diamond weave texture, your family can use less while still getting clean. Goodbye, itchy squirm. Hello, clean bottom. <laughs> we all go. Why not enjoy the go with Charmin? At Hampton Law, our primary goal is to provide non-traditional yet effective solutions and redefine the approach to client legal concerns. As your trusted legal advisor, we believe in sophisticated, personalized services that eliminate the confusion and complexity sometimes associated with legal matters. Our high standard for client care and concern, coupled with our extensive legal knowledge and skills, make Hampton Law a resource focused on the protection of the client's interest and overall goals. We value our clients and truly enjoy working with them. Visit thamptonlaw.com to conveniently schedule an appointment online. Tamika Hampton Esquire, 1631 Rock Springs Road, Suite 336, Apopka, Florida, 407-494-1471. thamptonlaw.com. Nope. Nope. Come on, him. Ooh, I like him. Quick, the quicker picker-upper. Bounty picks up messes quicker, and each sheet is two times more absorbent, so you can use less. He's an eight. He's a nine. Bounty, the quicker picker-upper. From novice to aficionado, find yourself here. High-quality cigars plus personal customer service. Slowburn is Waco's only mobile cigar lounge featuring a meticulous curated collection of premium cigars. Visit our website www.slowburnwaco.com That's www.slowburnwaco.com Stride K-12 Powered School All right, welcome back to the uh, ONG Strike Zone. Uh, Brian Fulford, Kelvin Rozier here. I uh, want to take a moment and invite any first-year teachers or current teachers interested in new approaches to pedagogy, uh, to a pedagogy site, go to mybcsn.net slash watch slash stride. Um, once you load the site, 
click the stride logo at the top and scroll down to where it says teacher appreciation this will take you to a sign up page then choose if you are a new teacher or current teacher there are two different programs both are free uh, and they vary in length so based on your schedule make sure you pay attention to that and then one last item when you sign up under uh, how did you hear about us I want you to make sure that uh, you say you click on BCSN announcements. So again, any of you teachers out there or hey, share this with a teacher. A lot of free resources. Thanks to Stride for making that possible here uh, with the ONG Strike Zone and the Black College Sports Network. All right, Kelvin, as we get to the last segment of our show, um. Let's see. Any, any. Uh, again, thank you guys for uh, your comments there in the chat room. Uh, please, you know, I know uh, Sebastian is not a, a big social media person, but make sure to go follow uh, Zach out there on. I think he gave out his Instagram account, <clears throat> so you go make sure to check him out. Um, news and notes time, Kelvin. Um, Again, we as we mentioned, going into the Black College Football Hall of Fame this weekend, uh, Henry Killer Lawrence and Tyrone McGriff Sr. Uh, that ceremony, Very is, yeah, that that ceremony is happening June tenth, one zero, not Juneteenth, June tenth. Uh, although Juneteenth is coming up, um. And then also, did you see that uh, our own Coach P, Camise Patterson, is a co-recipient yes. of the 2023 Academy 2.0 Cecil Reynard Coaching Mastery Award at NCAA at the NCAA Women's Coaches Academy. Uh, so congratulations, Coach Patterson. Love to see young coaches getting the opportunity to grow and this shows maturity and, and a commitment to, to get better at the craft, love for the game. And speaking to that, there's also a camp on June 11th, softball camp. Look like it's hosted with Hampton University, but it's at our softball field um, June 11th for ages 13 to 19. Okay. And uh, $200 for, for one session, $200. Let's see, $200 for one session, $350 for two sessions. The camp runs June 11th, the first session, which is offense, offense runs from 10 a.m. to 11.30. And then um, defense runs from 12.30 to 2. Okay. Wow. All right. Um. Great opportunity to be seen, I, I think, is the with a lot of these camps and what I'm hearing, even, you know, seeing some of the college, uh, all of these camps, whether it be basketball, football, baseball, softball, um, you know, a lot of kids across the country, this is your chance to kind of go somewhere to a site uh, and be seen by, by coaches to really be evaluated. And so uh, I wish I would have known. I had some. I got some softball kids at my school that are pretty doggone good, and and they've met Coach P. They really they really like the program, and I I'm, I want to find a way to get them to FAMU, um, you know, because they 
Uh, so I, I think they'd be great for our program, but you know, I gotta gotta do my work on the back end, I guess, to kinda to kind of make it happen, you know. <laughs> you know. Um I'll resend it to you. Yeah, please do. I, I'll send it to uh I know it's kind of short notice, but I'm gonna send it to their parents and kind of see, hey, you know, I know it's short notice, but uh so on and so forth. Um Dwayne Sweet, we appreciate you, man. Uh, appreciate the, the well, the thoughts there. Hope you guys enjoyed. Hope you guys enjoyed the last two interviews. Uh, make sure, you know, I, I said to go ahead and make sure to thank uh, Zach and Sebastian, but also go thank Gerald Thomas. Uh, follow him on social media. Let him know you appreciate him taking his time out this evening to come in and chop it up with us. Uh, it always, it always is helpful, and, and people will want to come back on the show. Uh, it matters when you guys who are watching whether you're watching it live or whether you watch it later you know go go to them directly and, and just let them know tag them and hey feel free to tag us too and just say hey i enjoyed the interview on the ong you guys did a great job appreciate your work you know whatever whatever it's always uh helpful let's talk naming rights kelvin if we can you know we got a lot yeah. of roundup stuff to talk about because uh a big vote is happening. So I'm reading from the Tallahassee Democrat article by Tara, Tara I think it's Jean or Jean Jean. Um, Fam you to vote on football, softball field, naming proposals in honor of legendary alumni. Uh, so this article states that uh, there is a proposal that is uh, – Let's see, the honorary naming recommendations were approved by the university's naming committee in May. So Florida A&M University's football field at Bragg Memorial Stadium could have a new name in honor of NFL Hall of Famer Ken Riley. And the same goes for FAMU softball field that is expected to be named after former head softball coach Veronica Wiggins. Um, Now, the naming of any facility or program requires the recommendation of FAMU President Larry Robinson, along with the approval of the Board of Trustees. Their proposals will be discussed during the trustees' upcoming full board meeting Thursday. That's tomorrow. Um, This is a quote from A.D. Sykes. If approved, Rattlers will drive on Bob Hayes Lane, take their seats in Bragg Memorial Stadium, and watch championship football on Ken Riley Field. Truly a winning experience. That was in the uh, that was what uh, A.D. Sykes stated in a recommendation letter to President Robinson. Don't Fox forget about Godfather. Uh, yeah, uh, hold on. Where where was the? Let me see. The equipment is room it? is okay. at the bottom okay. of the article. Uh, thank you, thank you. Uh, okay, we are. Can't uh, forget about Godfather. <laughs> I know. I appreciate you uh, uh, getting in there. Uh, uh, Wiggins, hold on, it's almost there. I'm almost at the bottom. It's like a long read between the between the different um, ads and everything. Anyway, on top of the two naming proposals, a recommendation has also been made to name the FAMU football locker room located in the Gallimore Powell Fieldhouse on campus, the George Godfather Thompson. Uh, after uh, George Godfather Thompson, uh, for those who don't know. Uh, Thompson is an alumnus uh, and a 1985 FAMU Athletics Hall of Fame inductee. 
He served as the equipment manager for 49 years. Um, he led a successful fundraising campaign in 2019 to replace the university's football team locker rooms, uh, according to A.D. Sykes. Uh, he's largely thought to be a, a close, also known as a close confidant, uh, former head football coach Jake Gaither, uh, who, of course, has a gymnasium named after him. Uh, your thoughts overall, Kelvin? There's only one godfather. There's only one Coach Wiggins. Um, in football, there's a lot of legends, but Ken Riley was not only a legend on and off the field at, fam at FAMU, but you got to remember, he also was a coach as well as an athletic administrator, AD, uh, very successfully also. So it's very fitting for all those facilities to uh, have those names associated with them for folks who put so much time and love into FAMU. The, the only thing I would hope, and I'm not sure if this is happening, I would like to see some sponsorship because you take an inventory, potential revenue inventory off the table. So I would love since Ken is going into the NFL Hall of Fame and everything Coach Wiggins has done, Godfather, I know the former football players would, would have no problem. I just hope someone is putting some kind of sponsorship, some money behind that also, so that uh, is is more than just you know a sign on the on the on the in front of the venues or on the walls that you know they kind of put some money into it. And then also, I know athletics could 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 use some some funding also. So hopefully, it generate some kind of interest in 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 those. Maybe those uh, alumni or former players or administration um, put some money into those uh, programs also. Uh, before I ask what may be a controversial question, uh, I want to go to this question from EA asking, does the same committee vote on naming rights uh, such as, you know, if Wells Fargo or AT&T, Verizon yes. choose to become a sponsor? Okay. Process is the same. It has to go before the committee. So I'm just let's just think out loud here. You potentially could have what uh, the Wells Fargo Bragg Memorial Stadium. Is that how that might look? I mean, or you wouldn't necessarily or, scrap or, or Royal Count Royal Crown Stadium. <laughs> Who's Royal Crown? Is that is that the uh, is that my is that the uh, movie thing? Is that the uh, movie club? Uh, RC Cole. Uh, RC Cole. <laughs> not Crown Royal. Hopefully not Crown Royal. Please, God no. Uh, I think we could do better than that. Although, you know, hey, um, but is hey, that how that money? If the money right, you know, well, that's why I made the statement that I that I made though. The, in all seriousness, um, it is taking inventory. And naming rights opportunity off the table, which has a dollar figure to it. So I hope that was, you know, considered. And that's why I was saying it would be nice having the NFL, someone associated with the Bengals, some of the, the, the family that owns the Bengals, you know, some kind of way to maybe sponsor that. Um, you know, since we yeah, take my inventory offline. Yeah, you know, maybe has anybody contacted the family of Paul Brown, uh, the owner of the or the family? Uh, you know, I, the, how would the, I have? I'm trying to think of stadiums 
you know, uh, when you have Bragg Memorial Stadium, which is in itself a, a you almost say a Tallahassee landmark, um, and then you put a corporate sponsor in front, it it, it that's going to bring up some interesting questions and debates. And and then if you are the Bragg family, do you want a corporate entity in front of your namesakes? You know, I don't know if you have a really say in it, but you know what I'm saying? Somebody will go ask a, a Bragg family member, I'm sure, to say you've been Bragg Memorial Stadium. And then let's just say, I, I don't want to use the same sponsor, but let's throw sponsor in there. I mean, you're talking about the inventory and yes, we understand there's much needed dollars, but I I, I got to think, Kelvin, that's going to be an interesting challenge, debate, question that a lot of people are going to ask. Are they not? It, should it, they ask it? It, it, it may be, but it's, it's a necessary um, question. I mean, we're talking about $8.5 million that, you know, we need $11, 12000000 million just to be the probably support our athletic programs where we are now, not even where we're going. So, I mean, is is an all the decisions? All decisions ain't easy, especially when your money's short. You know, so, so everything got to be on the table. It does. Is the swamp? The I, I'm just. I hate to do these, but I'm gonna do it. Is the, does the swamp have a a corporate name over it? Does Dope Campbell? Well, you know, the swamp actually uh, is named after um, the, the billionaire guy. Uh, uh, Dope Campbell, no, doesn't have one. Dope, Dope Campbell uh, was a what I think of the president who uh, got the stadium built and brought back football at uh, Florida okay. State, and then the field is named after Bobby Bowden. Uh, right. You know, it's, it's Bobby Bowden Field at Dope Campbell Stadium. Uh, but uh, the Swamp uh, is named after a guy who whose who's, who's endowment and stuff has given the Gators a a, a lot of money. I, I would just uh, ben, ben Hill Griffin. Ben Hill Griffin, yeah, that's right. But it's affectionately known as the Swamp. Well, yeah, okay. But I, I would just say before, I would just say, FAMU, yes, we need money. We do need the money. I would just say, be very cautious of what you give away. Um, you know, I don't know what the length of these name 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 and rights are not forever. First of all, name and rights generally are are anywhere from three to five, five years, yeah. sometimes seven to ten. If it's if you know if it's if you're a power of five, but generally at our level, it's three to five. And um, like I say, you know, there's different inventory. You know, you know, you can look at naming the press bot something, right? Um, right. we've, we've got the banners, media. we've got the banners on the wall. So yeah. Yeah. So there, there, there's options. I just like to see us, you know, look at some, some of the options and, and with the inventory that we have remaining. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. Somebody said university of Kentucky stadium is, uh, sponsored by Kroger, but, but what, 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 uh, what, there's no history. We got more history than the university of Kentucky. Um, Football, we got more history than that. Now, you know, when you tell me Rupp Arena, you know, if you if you see Rupp Arena get a corporate sponsor, then we might be 
Okay. But they got corporate sponsors all over it. They just they just not naming the, the facility out though. But inside, exactly. there's corporate sponsors everywhere. Uh, exactly, which is what uh, I believe that's what AD Sykes hired. Uh, Mister, uh, I think it was Hagens, or uh, he hired one of those two guys to come in and, and 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 take a look around and figure out, hey, where can we throw some some corporate logos at? Uh, let me ask this controversial question, uh, just for you know, uh, the field named after Ken Riley is, is that because versus say a Rudy Hubbard or a Billy Joe, uh, two coaches who argue, who, who some might argue had more success as a coach than coach Riley, uh, is his, is coach Riley's name on the field because he is a, not only a player, but a coach, but an AD, sort of the triumvirate of everything about FAMU versus, I'm saying, you know. I mean, it's, 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 it's all the both. I mean, he was a, what, 15-year veteran, started, never didn't start his entire time there, stayed with one franchise. He's going into the Hall of Fame, uh, NFL Hall of Fame this year. Um, he, was, he, he was a role scholar at FAMU. Okay. Uh Three year or four no four year I believe I know he was three year starter at quarterback position for a legendary coach and a legend and some legendary teams so you know he checks every box right not just one or two boxes right and so I mean and then person of character man just a, a superb human being. Um, who, who, you know, when, when he came, his, his, his family and kids came and, and they all matriculated through family too. Uh, so, so everything about him is what's right and what family, what makes family special. So, so I, I have no qualms at all. Well, well said, I'm glad you broke it down that way because, and, and like I said, I only asked because I'm sure in, in some, uh, in, in some, uh, places people may wonder and it's hard when we have so many legends we have so many great individuals I, I think it gets hard trying to name where who goes where and and uh you know I love the fact that uh you know some places they honor their legends with street names like the, the roads that lead you know but I don't know how you there's so many legendary street names in Tallahassee I, I don't know there's I don't know what's there's you know, there's no numbers or alphabets uh, or just random name. Everything has a name pretty much. So that I don't know where you can <laughs> I don't know where else you you give somebody something, you know. I, so uh, it, it's just a question, just a question. Uh, so we'll see that proposal. Hopefully it gets approved. Uh, I, 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 I hope it gets approved. I can't see why it would not. Um, yeah, I, I think it's pretty much. In, I, I don't. Yeah. I, I think they discussed it in committee today because the committee meetings were today. And then the full board meeting, all they're doing with that tomorrow is voting on any action items and um, talking about any information items. Yeah. Um, oh, you know what? I just realized I forgot to ask Sebastian about the change. Well, he wouldn't know. I don't know if he would know. Uh, remember, Coach Shoup talked about the change in bats, uh, how we went to Easton uh, yeah. this past year. Um, I don't know. That's just, it's just a thought on my mind. I'm still thinking of 
NIL ways in which we can get these kids money. What other stuff you got on the plate in terms of the roundup, Kelvin, that we haven't talked about is we're getting the, the, close the to guy, the, the guys at the, what is it? I don't want to torture the name. What is it? Gudon Boot? Oh, Golden Boot. It's called the Golden Boot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, uh, they uh, did a poll of uh, the best uh, yeah. college HBCU football programs. And Jackson State was number two for the people <laughs> in the back. Jackson State was number two. <laughs> of course, those mighty, mighty rattlers was number one. Uh, let me go and I'll find go with your mammy. So yeah, the the yeah the the golden and I love the fact the name it's it's got that uh, Louisiana G E A U X. L is the go- so the golden boot. Uh great podcast, great show, by the way. I had a pleasure yeah. of being on those guys. Uh so they said they reached out to coaches, administrators, media, and former players to help them conduct an anonymous survey of the top HBCU football programs in the nation. They asked uh that the they asked the following things be considered facilities, fan alum support, program history, coaches location set slash recruiting base and uh, i i want to see if i can find if i can pull up the tweet while we're talking i'm assuming you have the tweet pulled up right mm-hmm. yes yeah and so fam you did come in number one um i just do the top five we don't need to talk about nobody if you ain't in top five we don't need to talk about you right, that's so, how we do oh. bcsn top five or bust so, uh, tied for fifth place was Alabama State and Alcorn State. Southern was four, Grambling three, Jackson State two, FAMU one. So, Swag dominated the top five. Now, I don't know if they asked any MEAC SIDs or what, but the first MEAC school is AT at, well, AT was tied at fifth too, AT and Central. So, yeah. Um, I can't argue with that, man. No, I can't. Here, I'm going to pull it up here right now. I don't know why my computer sticks every time. I got to increase the memory on this doggone thing. Uh, okay, I'm trying to share it here for everybody who might be watching. And there it is. So, you know, as you can see, um, number one, FAMU, two, you know, three, Grambling, four, Southern. I, I, I like how they got that number one in Florida and them all big with the picture and everything. And then all them, I can't read that stuff on the other side, the left side there. <laughs> yeah. Now, you know, what's interesting about this, and I tell you, these guys are on it, man, because last week, they kicked the hornet's nest when they did uh, the quarterback. Did you did you get a chance? Uh, maybe it was two weeks ago when they uh, when they ran out their rankings of the top ten HBCU quarterbacks since two thousand. Oh man, you talk right. about pissing off a lot of people. But you know, because everybody got oh, why isn't this person in there? You know, and they yeah. left off they left off active players. So, you know, that had people in their feelings. They're like, well, where's Davies Richard? Where's Shadour Sanders? Blah, blah, you know, so on and so forth. But um, then they come out with this. So, I mean, these guys, these guys are on it, man. Who? Uh, so, 
Uh, shout out to uh, Golden Boot. Uh, you guys make sure you, you check them out. Um, I think their show's on thir- their HBCU theme show is I know it's on the HBCU Hour. I, I believe it's called. It's on Thursday night. Um, but they they talk a, a lot of stuff uh, in L- Louisiana, uh, just sports in general. Um, mm-hmm. But but yeah, this yeah, it's kind of interesting. I'll tell you, I'm a, I'm gonna tell you what I'm surprised by when I look at this. I'm surprised that Grambling State is three. I agree. And I, that surprises me. And this is why I, I'm going to echo what our good friend Mike Reed has been talking about. When I think of where can FAMU go and take a game and find a partner to draw and that city want to pay right for us to come be a part of it and i say who would be a good partner for that grambling state because you're talking blue bloods right i mean us jackson state yeah i mean look at the top three i mean if that's not your you know and, and sadly you don't see tennessee state on there but i i mean Three of the three yeah. of the, if you had a Mount Rushmore, there's the top yeah. three. Three of them are and right ten, there. Tennessee State should be be on there somewhere, probably top yeah. fifth. Yeah. So, but I but I would know. say I I I don't I'm not sure of, they gave their criteria what they used, and so I would imagine uh, that well, Grambling does well in those uh classics and you know Texas and you know of course the Bayou Classic. But as far as home attendance, you know, they 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 more of a traveling show, so I imagine that may have weighed in a little bit. Facilities is what made me chuckle though. When I first saw that and I read it, I saw facilities and I was like, oh well, they don't have us number one. And then I kept reading, and then I saw the price. Oh, they voted us number one. So I, I'll, you know, I'm just we 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 can we know we we talk about these kind of things all the time. And I, you know, I guess, I guess the other four criteria are so strong that uh, even yeah. if our facilities <laughs> made up for it, <laughs> because let's be real, uh, I know Southern has nice facilities uh, in terms of football. Alabama State nice facilities. Uh, the I don't know about the hole where Grambling is and Jackson State. Um, you know, they got that large Veterans Memorial that they play in. Uh, that's hard to compare, compete against. So I, you know, I, I just kind of chuckle. I chuckled a little bit when I saw this and I saw <laughs> facilities. I was like, huh? What? <laughs> we're number one? Oh, okay. <laughs> we are coming, though. We we are coming. We got new grandstands and a press bar. We got scoreboards and sound system now coming along with the uh, parking, new parking, redone re- 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 parking area. So we, we are making investments in that. And we were state at all in '82. <laughs> yeah, like four, 40 years ago, we were <laughs> thirty. How far ago was it, man? Yeah, 40, yeah, we were. We were definitely state. All right. Um, anything else in the in the roundup? I feel like we're missing something, but I, it's one of those shows today. Uh, the uh, AD mentioned the AD mentioned we had a, the National Alumni Association was in Chicago. This past Thank weekend, you. 
And the uh, AD did mention that the they had raised, I think it was 44,000. Yes, 44,000. She tweeted out to support Fairview Athletics. So that's that's something. That, that's 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 something. Appreciate it. Golf clap. Golf clap. <laughs> Thank you. Something's better than nothing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what else? Any other? Also, any other? also, Day Day, uh, Day Day uh, attended the NIL Summit in Atlanta. I think this is the second time. Right, receiver Darren, Darren, Darren Oxendine. Oxendine, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I know he's got his, uh, he's got his apparel uh, line, uh, so I'm sure that was a, that's a good opportunity for him. Um, some of the laws that are changed or that are happening regarding NIL. Um, I still think Kelvin, we are, we're still behind, you know, I've, I have talked about this idea of doing a collective and, and here's where this thought comes from. And I hate to bring this up here at the end of the show when we need to be closing out, um, going to Florida and seeing the, just the baseball facilities and then, across the street I saw the softball facilities and uh I was talking with uh Keith uh uh from uh uh Fangs Up podcast fifth quarter and he was at UCF today well yesterday I happened to be at UCF today and you look at the facilities and to think it makes you I get a little tense and I, I and I hate just racism and prejudice has kept us back. Uh, there's a great article that Blogspot, Rattler Blogspot posted. It was actually from the WFSU and it talks about Florida's history and just the things that have been taken away from FAMU over the last 50 years. And when you see all these other cities, uh, schools, not cities, but schools, other land grant institutions, and you see what there resources there ain't but two, well, two in the state of Florida. Okay, so uh, the other University of Florida grant, and FAMU. That's as I said, <laughs> the other land, <laughs> the other land grant. It 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 makes you feel some kind of way. And I I I, I was just gonna say, let me, I'm gonna just wrap it up. I'll let you jump in. I pray that this lawsuit that is being filed, which the, the state of Florida tried to get thrown out, but a judge say, eh, 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 eh. no, 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 we're not going to throw this out. You, you know, but I mean, there's some things that have to be done on the half of the legal counsel representing the FAMU students. I pray that we don't get hoodwinked, bamboozled by somebody on one of our own or that some things aren't done nefariously to I, I'm I'm praying that the devil does not have his way and keeps FAMU from getting what it should have gotten a long, long time ago. And I that's on my prayer every day. I'm praying because I worry. You know, we we've seen things happen, Kelvin. <laughs> I mean, that's why we are in the spot we are in. I, well, that's part praying. of that that yeah, that's part of the story. And I would hope that uh, just like with the other universities, that's how Alabama State was able to invest in some of their athletic facilities and have some of the best at the FCS level. 
uh, because uh, you know of their suit. So hopefully we'll win that suit and we'll be good stewards with that money and it'll be unrestricted so that we can use it and we will and use it to invest in athletics. I think that's very important. I think the P3 is the next horizon for our athletic program and to have all those things you're talking about. Um, you know, the coaches are and, and players and everybody doing the best they can with what they have, but I hate that mentality. And as someone who worked and had to uh, endure, say it, to, to put to put put the best foot forward to make sure that folks didn't see, uh, you know, pay no attention to the man behind the curtain type deal. Uh, it would be nice to have what you need to be able to do uh, the you know so that when people come to FAMU and when they speak about FAMU athletics, uh, they speak as, of it as affectionately as they do about the University of Florida, Central Florida, several like the things you were describing. And where we can host camps and 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 um and everybody has a good experience and we have proper staff and nutrition and and all that good stuff. So you know that's why we always talk about this. Folks always talking about winning and losing, and if coaches don't win, fire them. And just and sometimes we even get on the players. But but you know I I, I really did I, I disagree with the narrative solely that it's been the historical stuff that we haven't been given. There's been opportunity for us to do some things and decisions haven't made internally not to do those things. And those are things I would love to see us to control the things we know we can control, the things we can do. Let's do it. So I'm off a soapbox now. Well, well, we'll find another box to stand on next week. Uh, again, next week we want to, we want to have our end of the season show um so we we kind of do the uh ong awards we'll call next week's show so we're looking for some ideas if you have some ideas of some categories that we should have yeah oh, gotta do got the coffee right quick <laughs> oh, oh, oh go ahead, go ahead. Uh, NBC, NBCU not hbcu nightly uh-huh they did a prediction of uh the sweat records Oh yes, uh, I saw that too. Yeah, and um, they have predicted FAMU to go ten and one, and Alcorn to go ten and one. So they're predicting FAMU and Alcorn to meet in the uh, SWAC uh, championship game. Did Did anybody listen to? The, I didn't get a chance to listen to that show HBC Nightly. I know which comes on Twitter Spaces. Uh, did they say who the one loss was against? I'm just kind of. I curious. did. I did not hear it. I'm I'm just assuming it's South Florida, but no, uh, I didn't. Right. Yes, that's right. We do play South Florida. That's right. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So, all right, all right. Well, man, I tell, I, I I've told Kelvin. Look, I'm I'm telling. I'm asking you, if if I get into talking about a season prediction, just cut me off. Stop me. I know you don't have control over my mic, but if you can, no, man, we gonna talk, man. We gonna no, talk. I'm not, predictions no i'm not <laughs> predicting a swag east i i'm not even predicting a swag champion i'm just gonna predict game by game i'm not doing it this year i've done it the last two years well wait, wait. The, only, the only game we the only game we got to get right right now at this point in two years is the Jackson state game it ain't but one <laughs> that's what i'm saying man i i, I don't want to do it anymore i'm 
I'm, you know. Man, don't, don't let, no, don't give them that satisfaction. Man, don't let them punk you. We ain't going out like that. We rallies. We, we at it again. We're going undefeated again, just like every year. It's just like every year. I love it. I love it. All right. Well, um, next week's show, any ideas for uh, the ONG Awards? We want to celebrate the 22-23 season uh, of our student-athletes and our teams and our program. Send us an idea, nominations, ongstrikezone at gmail.com. You can always hit us up on Twitter. Uh, you can hit the show up on Twitter at ONG Strike Zone, Facebook and Instagram as well. Send us a thought, you know, do it the early part of this week so we can spend the weekend kind of planning. So in the next day or two, as you're listening to this, and if you've made it this far into the show, now you're obligated. I'm asking you, go to ONG Strike Zone at gmail.com, send in a nomination for uh, a category or or something. So that way, maybe if we get it enough in time, Maybe, Kelvin, what we can do is maybe we can post some Twitter polls by, like, Monday of next week and then reveal kind of the results. Uh, so that's a uh, that that's the plan for next week's show. So hopefully you guys are interested in being a part of that, helping us plan next week's show. We're going to celebrate uh, FAMU Athletics um, next week. Uh, I know we're, we're, we, we've got some musical. Uh, this is Black uh, – this is Black – Music month, don't you know? Hey, it's a lot of stuff going on in the month of June, but don't forget about Black Music Month. You know, it is still Black Music Month. It doesn't get the kind of the pub that it used to get. So we're gonna celebrate uh, music uh, this month, and uh, next week we're gonna we're gonna talk about the Marching Hundred. Who uh, I just didn't I just see? Are they traveling again? Where are they traveling out to? California again? <laughs> yes, they they are traveling. Out west, yes. For somebody's Juneteenth celebration, if I if I right, saw that, right. properly. yeah, that's correct. Okay, so we're gonna celebrate the marching 100 next week. Uh, got a couple of guests lined up to allow us to do that, and uh, that's gonna do it for tonight's show. Uh, please make sure you hit the thumbs up button if you haven't already. Make sure you are subscribed to our uh, YouTube page or our Facebook pages wherever you're watching us. Feel free to download the Jericho Broadcast Network's app on the Google Play or Apple App Store. Just search my JBN or my BCSN. And uh, all of our shows can be found on the BCSN Pod Zone. Everywhere you listen to podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple and Google Podcasts, Radio Public, all of those places you can download the shows of the Black College Sports Network. Uh, again, we got to thank Gerald, uh, Gerald Thomas, uh, GT3. Gerald Thomas III, uh, Tallahassee Democrat, uh, the beat writer for FAMU, as well as uh, Sebastian Greco and Zach Everyday Moray uh, for taking some time to join us tonight. Thank all of you, and we appreciate you, love you, and make sure in these streets that you put those fangs up and that you strike, strike, and strike again. Excuse me. What is that you're fan in there? We can't be fan without you. Get vaccinated. <laughs> I can't hit the where's the button? <laughs> so I can close the show out. All right. Thank you. You got me coughing now, laughing so hard. Peace out, everybody.
Thank <laughs> you.